Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Tonga's National Olympic Committee is urged to work together. Samoa names a new sevens coach. And Ryan Penny ponders one last Olympic Games. But first, Samoa and Fiji finished side by side in 10th and 11th place at the Netball World Cup, which wrapped up at the weekend. But the Pacific countries left Sydney with a very different take on their own performances. I spoke with both teams after the tournament, beginning with Samoa coach Marcia Hardcastle. We were slow off the block because of the different nature of the game here. Even though we played Pacific Series, it's just a different level coming to this tournament. So we took a little while to adjust. But in hindsight, things were dealt to us early in the piece. And I guess this is the way we had to come through to, to show our strength that we were of top 10 placing. What have you as a coach and, and what have the girls learned throughout these last week and a half, two weeks? It's a very long tournament. And so, you know, it's working... And when you don't have the fittest of teams with you, you've got to actually manipulate the system so that you do rest key players at the right time. And we were coming into injuries from PNG, so it was a matter of us just making sure we did the rehab with the girls' key players and made sure we could get them on for the, for the right game. Of course, uh, disappointing always when you do lose. Uh, you obviously lost uh, the final match uh, against Trinidad, but uh, finishing 10th, uh, higher than your ranking by three spots. Um, I mean, are you happy with that? We're very happy. We achieved our goal actually yesterday, but um, after we beat Fiji, because I think they've seen a long standing between the two countries. They haven't beaten Fiji probably for about eight or ten years. Yeah, that's obviously a hugely significant result, and it's a team that you come up against quite a bit. You'd played them in the Oceania Series, you'd played them in Port Moresby. Fair to say it's an upset. You must be really proud of your girls for that result. Oh, yes, and you know what? They are really proud. We managed to change our bench to what we needed out there, so uh, the second half that went on was we took a while to get in front, uh, but once we got there, we stayed in there, so it was probably halfway in the third quarter. Still teetering a bit, but the last quarter was on a different level. They pushed up another level, so credit to the girls, really. What does that do for a team mentally, you know, to, to get over that hurdle? It's probably given them a good stepping stone. There is a couple of retirements from the World Cup, but I think the, the country's in good stead for the opportunity for other players to put their hands up and, and actually come and trial for their country and be proud that they're playing for Samoa. I mean, they're not the richest of countries. We've struggled through our tournaments funding-wise, and, you know, we just try and keep our camps to minimum so the girls have to work and not take so much time off. So we've managed to do that over the past four years, and the team has changed incredibly, but I think this is a good step for Samoa in, the, in going forward. Looking forward to the future, what's next for Samoa, and how do you try and build on this? Well, I know they've got a 21 uh, National uh, World Cup in two years' time, so I guess making sure we can bring credibility to that 21s 
and build some sort of unit there. So we've got players coming forward to the national team. I think that's probably the long term we need to look at. And when we had trials in Australia, I know there was quite a few young ones. So I dare say they'll push their hand up to trial for the under-21s. So there's still a strong showing for netballers to be improved in the young generation and still keeping um, some stability at the top. Who are the girls that are retiring? Um, Ophela Karato and Natalie Jones and probably Nicolette Tato, another senior player who was a New Zealand squad member in her younger days and has played the fourth, which is the ANZU Cup now. For the actual senior team, the next tournament is what, probably the Pacific Series next year? No, there's nothing on for next year. Oh, really? So it's been two years down the track, yeah. And yeah. are you sticking around, Marcia? Oh, yeah, I'd like to. Um, you know, still young. <laughs> no, I, I think you always keep learning, and, and this has been huge for me to take this next step and be able to be at the World Cup amongst these top teams. Just seeing what coaches do and how you can see the game differently, and, you know, it's been a huge experience for me. Meanwhile, Fiji Pearls coach Kate Carpenter also reflects on their efforts, beginning with their final day victory against Scotland. It's a very tough match, um, uh, you know, uh, because obviously both teams really disappointed after the loss the day before. So it really came down to mentally who could manage that and, and lift themselves up and, and work together. And I thought that we did that very well. So we extended. It was a six-goal match when we'd met them earlier, and then it was 10 goals on today's match. So a really good effort from the girls. Obviously, that match against Samoa would be disappointing, a team you're very familiar with. You've played a number of times, and from what I can gather, it's a number of years since you had lost to them. What went wrong there, do you think? Samoa played very well, so they had a great match and had a very low, unforced error count, uh, very high accuracy and, and made some very good changes, uh, substitutions throughout the match. For us, just some of our decision making at, at times, you know, our turnover ball, I mean, but we were right in there until the end. It was just, it was a great match and didn't go our way on that particular day. Yeah, how, how do you reflect on the tournament as a whole? Obviously, uh, you finished 11th, which is below your current world ranking. Yeah. Um, you've, I guess it's been quite up and down because you lost those first couple of matches, then you had a really strong run of results and, you know, the slip up against Samoa, obviously disappointing, but you did finish on a strong note, so uh, a bit up and down. I agree. So some of the, the teams too that would have finished, you know, higher seventh and eighth really haven't had a win since their the pool matches. I think the learning from this for us is sure disappointed that we are outside our target and then again are outside the top ten. But also some very positive things to the ability to win matches, close close out close matches, you know, the development within the side, the realisation that we have to be more consistent um, in international games and, and how different playing styles and different umpiring interpretations all have a part to play. Lots of learnings um, from this and, and obviously we, we go back and we review it all and, and look at the things that we could have done better and, there, and then build and go again. Samoa have a, a few players, senior players that are retiring. Uh, what about yourself? Is there any indications yet if any of the girls won't be coming back internationally? Uh, we do have some who have had said that it may be that they have indicated this is their last World Cup, but but not sure now. Some of those players have had very successful tournaments. Their own individual play was, you know, of a high standard. So perhaps they're rethinking it. I think that's perhaps something for later as well too. Um, for some, I guess, if you've done four World Cups, the fifth one is a long way off. From a team perspective, I understand there isn't another Pacific Series for a couple of years. What's on the horizon match-wise? Is there, is there something coming up or is the schedule pretty uh, open to interpretation at this point? 
there has been Kitty has been in meetings throughout the event, you know, organising our program. So yes, we we do lead into the new year with um, international match play, um, which will be confirmed at a later time. But I think that's a really good thing. It's not like the World Cup and then it's all over. And certainly we've got uh, the 21 and under qualifiers for the World Youth Cup as well as some other international. So again, we'll. Um, I think that's one of the strengths now of Netball Fiji. So it's not four years and then pick up the program again, but there's something constant and there's constant development of players. And just as there are a program not similar to other leading international sides. And I guess uh, this World Cup is a good opportunity, as you say, for Wanakiti or anyone to be able to network with the other teams and, and, and try and get those relationships building and forming and, and have more events like that. One of the particular areas is to have opportunities to play you know, leading sides but also sides outside the region because that also became to stand out too how difficult it is to play against teams that you haven't seen before, play a different style and adapt and read that. The more we play outside the region, the easier that gets and the more knowledge that we have as, as a group around you know, how other countries play. That's the Fiji netball coach, Kate Carpenter. The Secretary-General of Tonga's Olympic Committee says controversies surrounding the organisation have not been helped by a lack of teamwork between key officials. Former interim CEO Akangalu Fusimilohi resigned last month following criticism during the Pacific Games in Port Moresby. The committee's spending in PNG is being audited after the government was forced to intervene when a number of athletes were not booked on flights to the Games. Secretary-General Takitoa Tamoipia says tensions at the top haven't helped. Since Papua New Guinea, there's some issue with the uh, administration of the ANOC. The uh, senior vice president, who was also interim CEO at the time, uh, resigned from his uh, role. And the um, executive uh, approval for the president to take over the role. The reason behind this whole thing was that because as my role as Secretary General, I'm also a member of the organizing committee and I've been heavily involved with that. But unfortunately, there's still some area of work with my Secretary General role in the NOC that has uh, been uh, neglected because of this decision. Going forward, I think we definitely need a strong data uh, in order to make sure that this game is successfully delivered and conducted in 2019. Uh, you have to, to remember that the organizing committee was established by Dasanok and the, the host government and endorsed by the Pacific Council. So their role is just to ensure that they deliver the games on behalf of Dasanok. That's why Dasanok is very important to be strong and able to function. In terms of the uh, CEO or acting CEO, Mr. Fusi Malahi, he tendered his resignation saying that you know, he felt everyone was kind of blaming the situation at the Pacific Games 2015 on him. Obviously, there was the issue of uh, athletes, the government having to loan money to actually get the team over there. And he says that he was the reason they were able to get there and that people weren't giving him credit. Government is, of course, auditing uh, the um, situation. Do you hold concerns? You were obviously over in Port Moresby. Do you hold concerns about how the organisation around the Tongan team in PNG was? Because with the role interim CEO was also to engage in uh, arranging the travelling and organising between uh, Tonga to get to the Games. I would say the, the uh, fundamental problem was that we never seems to be working uh, as a team as far as the um, executive uh, committee of the uh, Dustin 
I just realized that while I was doing some work as my role as Secretary General, there were some members of the uh, executive committee undermining it uh, by saying that uh, we have no money. I don't agree with saying we have no money. It, it is our role and, and function uh, to look for money and, and try to get money to ensure the team uh, attending the games. I don't see why we can't back then sit together and see how can we get money. But there seems to be pulling things away uh, of my feet when we're trying to work with members. And what um, former uh, you know, CEO was doing was probably doing his best, but how can he, he, he uh, continue to do his best when Tassanov seems to, to, to support him and, and, and try to, to work with him? So there was some pulling here and there. Uh, between him and the president and some of the, 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 the executive members. I think uh, that the way I look at all these things is probably for us to look inside and try to, to resolve and put things right. If Tassanok had to loan money from the government or if the government had to help pay for Team Tonga to go to PNG, though, that does seem to suggest that there was a lack of money. It was a, a lack of money, but I believe the way government look at it is that they are kind of uh, loaning or lending to try to get these uh, remaining teams to the game. So, uh, to this day, I haven't really seen anything like a memorandum of understanding or anything. Because, uh, again, as I said, um, the, the, the role of Indonesian you know, is, is uh, taking over the, the daily running of the office. So, In light of the issues with PNG and I guess some concerns about uh, Tassanok and, and, and how everyone's working together. Do you believe the public can have confidence or should they have confidence? Should they be concerned um, about Tassanok's ability and the organising committee's ability to deliver on 2019 when there are obviously issues with administration? The public are entitled for their opinion, but I, I could say that they, they should have their confidence. At the moment, we are working very closely with the uh, government through the uh, organising committee and we're also trying to build up the relationship between the organizing committee and Tatanok. And it comes to, to the situation where we need to strengthen Tatanok uh, by having to change some personnel, I think, uh, for the better, and uh, we'll, we'll probably do it. But um, as I mentioned earlier, we need a strong Tatanok. There's no denial of that because at the end of the day, it's the game was awarded to Tatanok. And Tatanok established this organizing committee to deliver the case on their behalf. So Tatanok will be the main stakeholder in this whole um, exercise. We need all the support from every other stakeholders uh, around. So uh, yes, indeed, uh, we will probably need to have a, a good look at uh, ourselves as far as Tatanok in terms of uh, going forward and probably ensuring that we work as a team, not as individuals. So um, I think at this stage we were still uh, not in the best form or best position going forward with the current situation. That's the Secretary-General of Tonga's Olympic Committee, Takitoa Tamwepia. Papua New Guinea swimmer Ryan Penny is considering extending his last hurrah until next year's Rio Olympics. The 33-year-old came out of retirement to compete in last month's Pacific Games in Port Moresby where he won seven gold medals and was named Outstanding Male Athlete of the Games. That led to him competing at this month's World Championships in Russia, and Penny admits he's enjoying his second chance in the pool. 
My times over the last uh, couple of months have been really improving. In fact, I was um, doing personal best times in my 50s, so I thought, um, yeah, why not? I'm prepared and uh, tapered down, ready for Pacific Games, so I'll uh, continue on through to Russia and, and see how it went there. And all things went really well. It was difficult backing up from Pacific Games, but um, all in all, I think the performance from myself and the whole team uh, went really well. Is it normal to have two events of that magnitude close together as an athlete? Uh, normally they're not that close together and um, you know, for us to be able to back up after three weeks, for myself, maybe being an older athlete, um, I found it very difficult uh, the week after Pacific Games. My body just uh, sort of just shut down. I got quite sick and um, found it really hard to recover but um, managed to pull up well and some of the times were faster than Pacific Games and some were just off so all in all, yeah, just great um, for the body to be able to do that for one but um, yeah, great experience again to... Um, go to World Championships. So, so how many athletes from PNG and, and off the top of your head from the Pacific region that, that were at the Games went over to Kazan for the World Champs? Yeah, we had actually quite a large contingent of um, Oceania representatives there. So um, mostly each country had uh, sort of between two and four swimmers. Um, and that's because uh, FINA helped us out in um, being able to get our athletes and coaches there. Uh, we had four swimmers, and that was enough to be able to put in two mixed relays, which was a, a new thing for the World Championships, and we did that at um, Pacific Games in, in the 50s, but uh, World Championships were 100, so you know, great to be able to get the whole team together and swim in these events. What were your thoughts on the results of, of Team PNG? Yeah, we did uh, fantastic. Some, uh, well, Pretty much um, everyone did uh, personal best times there, except for myself. I was uh, just a little bit off, but uh, great to see that, uh, that level of... Um, swimming back there again we sort of dropped down a little bit um and then just in the last sort of two years we've really come through and got some strong swimmers hopefully can replace what i've done and um yeah make a name for themselves for Papua New Guinea and the Pacific. So after you know coming out of retirement for the Pacific Games and then figuring might as well go to the world champs do you now go to Rio? Yeah that's a really good question and um definitely on my mind i think what I've done in uh, preparation-wise for Pacific Games with had my appendix removed and uh, the birth of my son. So that was uh, two big things that happened within eight weeks of the uh, lead-up to Pacific Games. If I can better that for next year, which which I believe I can, and my whole idea is that um, I really enjoy swimming, so I'm going to still be in the water. I'm going to compete up until the Olympics, and if I'm improving from what I have now, then, um, yeah, I think that's... a pretty good incentive for me to go to Rio. Um, if I'm not, then I'd like to be able to give that to someone else and give them an opportunity to represent Papua New Guinea. And so you have qualified for some events already? Yeah, I've qualified for uh, three events. So it's the three 100s, uh, flyback and freestyle. And um, those times are B qualifying and quite close to the A qualifying and the 100 butterfly. So I would like to be able to qualify in the A qualifying, but it's not necessary. It's just uh, something that I would like to motivate myself for and it's a good target and generally the, the uh, A target times are somewhere close to uh, semi-final times so for me to be able to do that is a pretty good indication of how I'm travelling. That's the Papua New Guinea swimmer Ryan Penny. A host of familiar names are back after Tonga announced its squad for the Rugby World Cup. UK-based David Halai Fonua, Sione Kalamafoni, Samasoni Fisilau, Aleki Latui, Pala Naamo and Will Helu have been included in the Ikaletahi 30-man squad, along with Siali Pieta, who's based in Japan. All seven players have yet to feature for Tonga this year, having missed the Pacific Nations Cup. 
Melbourne Rebels wing at Toulouse Vainu, centre Viliame Taitua and at locally based halfback Sosefo Maake have also been included, having made their international debut in the PNC. One more player is still to be added to the final squad. And Damien McGrath has been appointed as Manu Samoa's new sevens coach for the next two years. The Englishman comes to Samoa from the England sevens programme, having also worked for the Welsh Rugby Union. He was selected by an independent panel to replace Fuima Ono Titimaya Tafua, beating out 28 other applicants from Samoa and abroad. McGrath coached the Great Britain University men's sevens team to gold at the recent World Student Games in Brazil and has also been an assistant coach with the England rugby league team. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thanks very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.